Welcome to the Mira Wine Podcast, Vin Compétent, with Josh, Bryce, and Leah. What? The podcast where we drink, talk, and discuss natural wine. Market. And whatever else comes to mind. Hope you're ready for this, because I know we weren't. I'm like not knowledgeable, but really loud. And in three, two, one, we're live. Hello. We are live. Josh my, is my, not knowledgeable, but really loud. <laughs> I took my, my microphone condom off. Josh, your microphone is amazing. It's Look at this. Gold. Raw dog in the microphone. Raw dog in the microphone today. In case our listeners see that I sound different. Welcome to... <laughs> Welcome to, to Mira Wine Presents Pink Confé Tom with Josh, Bryce, and Leah. And way in the background, Greg Riel. The man. The myth. The Greg legend. is social distancing from us for no reason at all. <laughs> yes. Yesterday was the official we don't have any more restrictions. Restrictions. Mm-hmm. How's everybody feeling about that? It was weird. Yeah. I, I went to a restaurant and walking in without a mask on, I felt like people were shaming me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went into Costco with a mask on today, and I felt like people were shaming me. Because you had a mask on. Because I had a mask well, on. What was, okay, that's a, how many, what's the percent of people wearing masks at Costco? Mm, 30%. Okay, one in three. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Saskatoon yesterday at the Midtown Mall, I say it was the opposite. I think it was 70, 30. 70, 70 wearing people masks. wearing masks. Yeah, yeah I, I would, I would yeah. expect that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you to our sponsors. Water construction and and fun time and fun, yeah and sure fun and fun time heat sauce, heat sauce. Yeah. <laughs> until they tell us Why to stop yeah. using their name on this podcast. <laughs> Let's make sure though that we keep tagging them. Yes, we will. Yeah. If you okay. need a shelf built for all of your hot sauces, water construction, heat sauces, Josh. Oh, sorry, they build heat sauce. <laughs> they build shelves. heat sauce. Heat shelves. sauce specific shelves. Specific. You give them the dimensions. What does a heat sauce shelf look like? What makes it so it's, specific? It's custom made. Custom it made. can look like anything you want it's like it a heat, to. It's like a holster. I'm just picturing, oh. um, like, you know how you, there there were those old school bars that the bottles were upside down? Yeah. And you yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. opened it. That's what, like, get just one of those. Oh, yeah. Tap. They still yeah, have that in the UK. Yeah. In the UK. Put yeah, that yeah. in your fridge. Yeah, put it right, exactly. Put it in your fridge. Can you, can you, is there also an attachment where you hook it up to your hip so you can just, like, wha-bam? Totally. Like a sheriff, <laughs> boom! Like no, 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 it's like it's like a, it's like a kit, and you just boom. like open up your kit, and you're like, mm, oh I yeah, have smoker's cough. I have bad mm. apple. What do you need? This is what I got. Here's, here's yeah. a question for you: Have you ever have you, you served a number of years? Ever had somebody bring their own hot sauce? Never. I have. I've seen that. I've, yeah, I've never. Seen that. What? Yeah, yeah. There was a regular never, client. Yeah. I think it was at Crave actually. Brought their own hot sauce and and put it on everything. Really? Yeah, and like was like very apologetic. Was about it just it. Tabasco? Or was no, it no, like it was, actually? I think but it wasn't like a specific, like it wasn't like some kind of special. I think it was like, you know, yeah, like like Tabasco. Like, but not. But gotta like, but like, gotta have my crazy. Tabasco. Standard. Yeah, like adding spice to everything. Wow. Well, at least they were apologetic for it. Like, hey, listen, I know I have a, I know I have a hot sauce problem, but I'm going to like, do it anyways. What? You're, like, you're an adult, though. <laughs> and you're going into a restaurant. Yeah, but people ask for salt in a restaurant. It's just that. Well, if you're not a good chef, then yeah. Yeah, you're right. But isn't that like. We don't, so, have, <laughs> we don't have salt here. You don't have salt no, here. You don't have salt shakers. Uh, yeah. Okay, first segment or first recurring segment of our podcast is One of two. our biodynamic Jameson shot, biodynamic calendar Jameson shot challenge. Mm-hmm. That's so hard. Josh to say. is back on the I'm back, back on. I'm back on the board. Yeah. And this is a new bottle. But didn't, didn't I get bottle. it? I got it you right. You got it right last week. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, yeah. yeah, I crushed it. Here we go. 
Mm. Ooh. <clears throat> it's mm. nice. Fiery. It's nice. Okay. What are you thinking, Josh? I'm thinking Flower Day. I'm thinking Flower Day. Me too. Ooh. Three Me too. flower days. Let's see what we have Let's here. see what happens. And I was getting wood. It's a flower day. No way. Yeah. <laughs> is it the first time we've all got it right? It, I think it is. I think it is. Oh, Nailed man. it. Look out world. <gasps> Look yeah. out world. Here we uh, guys, come. I think we're ready for nationals. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these right? I agree. <laughs> I agree. We are ready for nationals. Oh, that was tasty. That was fun. Yeah. Let's do that all the time. I think we would win. Nationals because it would just be us are, three. Are we? Are yeah. we? Talking, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Are we talking nationals for the biodynamic calendar yes, challenge yes. with Jameson? Yes. We'll, we'll see yeah. if Jameson will sponsor that. We definitely win. No, if, with with our luck, someone else would join and smoke us. Oh, just, yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Josh, what are we drinking today? You know, I I probably should have done research on this. Oh no. I, I feel like don't you know a bit about this price? No, you did a whole tasting about it. Did I? Uh, yeah. No, I did, I, but I did the, the other two. We did the, this is like yeah, your yeah. favorite though. I know. Well, we just sell it too fast for me to actually do research. <laughs> no, no, no. But we know about the producer. We know about yeah. the producer. And Let's we, talk about, about the producer. The yeah. Well, yeah. We know enough. Klaus, yeah. Klaus Preisinger from Austria. Mm-hmm. I, I got really into Austrian wine history though. I remember that part of it. Yeah, about how they were are poisoning you, people. <laughs> Josh is tr- Josh is trying to get uh, approval for him to looking, tell the story. Right at Leah. I was looking at her in the eyes. I, just, I, I find the, the Austrian the Austrian. Um, I think you find all history interesting. Correct. So but let's let's hear shrimp on the Barbie. Let's hear like a, a Coles Notes version of Austrian so, history that is Austrian, interesting. Uh, Austrian the the wine uh, industry was was pretty banging. Uh, up until World War One, and then Austria, after World War One, lost all of their, not all of their, but like a lot of their um, prestigious wine growing regions. So mm-hmm. like it was a Slovenia and Czech Republic, um, like basically all the borders where they make really good wine used to be part of Austria. So they lost um, geographical growing. Right. Yeah. And then after World War Two, they just got they got bombed. They got the shit bombed out of them. Literally. Like, so, like, they literally lost. Literally bombed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they made another comeback. And then was it in the 80s? That oh, we're made, at the 80s in, already? In I think you're going too fast. Ils ont mis de l'antifreeze dans le vin. They got busted for putting antifreeze in the in dessert wine to make it taste sweeter. Right, yeah. So, they were really bye trying Greg to. Real. Bye, Greg. People. Bye, Greg. Thank mm. you. Um, and then now only just getting back into the into the limelight, I guess you could say. Uh, are, you think they're in the limelight again? Uh, Austria, I think so. Or are I we, think, just, or are we just in love with them? No, you know what? Austrian wine um, in the in the mainstream public, I think, is probably as big as it ever has been. But they're huge for natural wine. Yeah. Wait until they put antifreeze in it again, though. Mm-hmm. That's how you, There's no such thing as bad press. Just <laughs> kill right. a bunch of people. That's right. <laughs> um, so Klaus Preisinger, or Pressinger, probably Preisinger. Uh, this is the Pusta Libre. This is a blend of Blaufränkisch and Zweigelt, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, this is carbonically macerated. Mm-hmm. Um, this is done in stainless steel. This is is slightly effervescent. And on the bottle itself, it says to serve it cold, and it comes in what looks like an old-school Coca-Cola bottle. It does. This wine is fucking banging. Yep. This wine is, like, neon purple, um, super fresh, super fun. I felt, I felt like you thought it. I felt like I thought it was more purple when it was poured. I feel like sometimes it looks, but I feel like it looks more like raspberry juice. 
raspberry juice. So it's like a little like. See, and, and I would actually, you know what it looks like to me? Um, organic cranberry juice, so not cranberry oh, okay. cocktail, yeah. right? Because it's also like a little bit cloudy. It's like cloudy. You get from, yeah. I'm digging. I like, I like this a lot better than the first time we had it. Do you? Yeah. I actually, we had it uh, Saturday night, and I liked it better <coughs> on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. Still I love this wine. It's so much fun. Like, I want to drink it out of the bottle. Well, I mean, it looks like a, it. like it looks like a Coca-Cola bottle yeah. as well. It's only eleven and a half percent alcohol too, mm -hmm. so you could essentially drink the whole bottle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you know if we think about um, seasonally what people prefer to drink. Mm -hmm. Summertime, it's hot out. I want to drink white wine. Wintertime, cold. I want something warmer. Um, this is a red wine that is a hundred percent a summer wine. Oh, drink Big the time. shit out of this. A hundred percent. Like you, you need to serve this chilled, and you want to be drinking this on a hot patio. You got to, you got to keep this. Not even in with the white wine. You got to keep it in with the beer. Mm -hmm. Right. You want it cold. cold, cold, cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so much fun. It is very fun. And this, we just got it in. Yeah. This yeah. is hanging out on the lake mm -hmm. kind of wine, you know. Boat, on the boat. On the boat. You're drinking wine. Like, oh, toss, me, toss me a Pusa Libre and I throw it to you. And you catch what it. What is like this? A, a Coors beer commercial? You're, you're yeah. developing a commercial right now? <laughs> I was now? thinking more like Schmidt's Gay. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. The yeah. old Adam Sandler, Chris Farley sketch. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Yeah, this is a great wine. <laughs> you guys look like you need to get wet. <laughs> yes, it's a great skit. One of the one of the best one of the best ones of all time. Of all time. Oh, for SNL opinion, skits, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Second only to the Chris Farley um, when he, when uh, what's the one? Are you sir? Are you aware you're drinking? Like Colombian crystal, not real coffee at the restaurant, and he loses his mind. I don't remember that one. What? No. Okay, we'll have to watch it after. <laughs> it's the greatest Chris Farley's catch of all time. So, this wine is very good. Yeah. Okay. And very affordable. Very Where? affordable. Where am I going with this? Yeah. I mm -hmm. I was trying to trying to stretch this out, this wine talk a little more. Oh, by just saying it's very good. <laughs> I was waiting for someone to pick up on it. So. <laughs> I think it's very good as yeah. well. <laughs> I also agree that it's very good. Uh, but Look, we got 30 seconds out of that. Okay, so <laughs> this is a, a cross or a blend of Blaufrankisch and Zweigelt. Mm -hmm. But Zweigelt is Blaufrankisch. It's a blend of Blaufrankisch and Saint Laurent. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's really so it's like Blau Frankish times two. 66% Blaufrankisch. And let's what talk a little bit. Sneaky Austrians. Well, let's talk a little bit about the varietals <laughs> because they, they, they aren't common varietals. It's not like you see no, Zweigel on the shelf yeah. or Blaufrankisch on the shelf, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's an interesting thing to talk about, too, right? Like, not common varietals seem to be becoming more mainstream. Is that because people are excited by trying something different, or is that because they are more region specific and therefore mm. taste better? Is it like... I have so much to say. Go. <clears throat> I think it also has to do with um, what what is the what places are the main places people are buying wine from, right? So like back right. in the day, it was California. Mm -hmm. Everyone's buying Californian wine. So they're making buttery Chardonnay and oaky, big fucking Cabernet Sauvignon because they're trying to be Burgundy and Bordeaux. Now Burgundy and Bordeaux are basically not affordable, mm -hmm. right? So like, is that going to affect the amount of... Cabernet Sauvignon and Pinot Noir that people are going to buy because the new wine regions that are up and coming, let's say the Okanagan even, mm -hmm. are we going to mimic Bordeaux or Burgundy? Maybe not. 
No, but yeah. we've talked about this with the Okanagan before too, and I think when the Okanagan first started producing wine, they were trying everything, right? They were mm. trying all varietals, and now what people are learning because they've been making wine for much longer than when the when the Okanagan first came to fruition yep. is like they, they're like, oh yeah, we actually should be making Pinot Gris and Syrah. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain regions where there's opportunity to actually do really great sparkling and Pinot. Um, but at the end of the day, like th- it's becoming more, I feel like strategic and thoughtful rather than Agreed. let's make everything. Small, yeah. small side note to our listeners. We just spoke with our, our good friend, Sean Dalton and harvest is going to be crazy early this year. In the August. Uh, they're going to uh, for sparkling when they're harvesting what? in the middle of August. Super early. What? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But I, but I agree with you. That, and that's that's a good question. Is like, is it, is, you know, like, is it region specific? Like, what goes well here? But how did they get to that point? Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, a new wine region. How does it get to the point of like? So, let's say we start growing wine in Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. We're gonna be like, hey, well, this is the climate we have, but like, we want to make Rhone. So we're gonna plant some Grenache and Syrah and see what it makes. But right. it wouldn't work. But it wouldn't work. Like, so we have to. That's what I believe you should plant for the climate and the soil. That you I have. agree. I agree. I totally agree. Like I, but, but I, I you, shouldn't. I shouldn't say, "Oh, I want to make cab." So no matter what, okay. I'm, I'm going to make cab. But, here, but so, like, but so isn't that like the essence of like the essence of winemaking and even French winemaking? To tell you the truth, right? Like it's all about where you are and what kind of wine that produces, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. the terroir, terroir of the wine, right? Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really matter what grape it is, right? Well, because they yeah. made it popular. They did. They did. So and then they tried to <clears throat> copyright it all. I know. <laughs> what, so what if in Saskatchewan, yeah. right, we, we do some research and we go, okay, cool. Like, we're going to invest all this money and time. Yeah. And we're going to open up a winery. Yeah. And the best grape varieties that grow here are like Blaufrankisch and Zweigelt. Or, 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 or Saint Laurent. Like even like, only yeah. Saint Laurent. Like what about one it's, of those weird, risky though, right? like those it's weird hybrids feeling. though? Yeah, like or the hybrids. Like, yeah, but why not? Why though? is it risky? What's risky about it? Is that because people, people don't recognize it? Yeah, but but French but wine maybe, doesn't then, have varietals on it. But that's also marketing then too. Mm-hmm. Like just because it is Zweigelt doesn't mean you have to put Zweigelt on the label. We don't North have America, restrictions you have here. To. Oh, good. We'll put it on the back. Can we call spell it red it, wine? Can we spell it wrong? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spell, uh, we, we should spell it phonetically. Everything's spelled phonetically. From everything, wine. everything's spelled phonetically. Riesling. R e e z l i n g. Riesling. Riesling. I think someone in the city made a, a grappa with that spelled Riesling, didn't they? I, I think, like maybe someone. not the z, but it was Riesling. Definitely, it was Riesling. It was Riesling. Yeah. A Riesling grappa. Yeah. Yikes. Bryce, what should we talk about today? What should we talk about? Well, since this is such an affordable wine, we should talk about, like, I read an article recently about, um, it was from the, it was from the CBC and it was based in Toronto and it was about uh, how much restaurants charge for markup on wine. Okay. See a bunch of fucking commies. Commies. Commie bastards. (laughs) That's commies. Um. And CBC stands for Commie Bastard Commies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the the article was basically talking about on a wine list, if you go for the cheapest, are you getting the best value versus mm-hmm. the most expensive in terms of markup? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the and the answer is it's like a triangle in Ontario. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Right. So like you're getting really good value at the bottom, 
it's in the middle of the list that there's generally the highest markup and then back down towards mm. the top end of the list, you're getting a low markup. So you're technically getting a better value. So you're getting better value for the cheap and for the expensive in the middle is where you're not getting right. as much value. And it's also because most people like psychologically will choose, won't choose the <coughs> cheapest on the they list. They choose the second cheapest. They choose the second cheapest. Which is my highest markup. Really? Absolutely. Don't tell people that. No, I don't care. Absolutely. See, and I- My bottom three wines are Le Ballon, the Azimut. Yeah. Um, and then- there you I think the quasi, and we we make an actual normal restaurant markup on those because we have a low markup com- like compared, compared to other places. Yeah, but you have a low markup. But those are your lowest price wines, not Correct. your not your mid. But those are our, we sell the most of them. Right. So I want to make the most markup on the ones I sell the most, yeah. and we make a very little markup on the high end ones. Okay. We make a like our our normal like at Homestead our normal markup is our sixty to eighty five dollars. Because mm. I mean, that's be honest with you, we sell the most of that here probably, but by the glass, um, especially with the patio open now, mm-hmm. it's it's mm. those people wanting like a ten dollar glass, no problem. I need to make my money on that so that when you and you come and want to buy a bottle of high end Burgundy, I'm not doing a, a, a two point five time markup, mm-hmm. right? Because then it becomes unaffordable at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah, and and, mm-hmm. and it's almost like a gift. Like, oh, you want to buy this and you mm-hmm. fucking know about wine? Cool. Yeah. Right, I'm I'm still gonna make a hundred bucks in profit, mm-hmm. right? Like, there is that where it's like, yeah, it's percentage, but I'm still gonna make a hundred dollars. The dollar is different, right? Yeah. You, but you still, yeah. <clears throat> and so I would have thought the yeah. markup would have been, um, like, you would have got the most value from the wines in the mid range. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what most people think. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. no, I've never I've never priced a wine list before. Mm. Yeah. Mine's mine's the like a hundred. And above. Well, apparently in Ontario, in this article, they said too that the like restaurants pay retail price. There's no fucking around there. You know, in Quebec, mm, they, in Quebec they pay more. Yeah, in restaurants Quebec, pay, pay more? more. Pay more than the right. consumer. Yeah, and so it's like, why buy wine okay. at a restaurant all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. So for most people, what is the what's the reasoning behind charging restaurants more? Because well, the government hates people. Yeah. The SAQ is a mafia. Okay, but as a consumer, so I'm a consumer, Mm -hmm. and I can buy a wine for cheaper than you as a restaurant owner, Mm -hmm. yet I want to come to your restaurant, Mm -hmm. and the the same wine that I could buy for cheaper retail, I'm now coming to your restaurant and ordering, and it's going to be way more expensive than Mm -hmm. I'm used to. So you're paying 20 bucks, I'm the restaurant owner, I pay 24 and then you mark it up for me. Yeah. And then I'm wondering and why my $20 bottle of wine on your wine list is $18 yeah. for a glass. Why Why my Jackson Triggs is so goddamn expensive. <laughs> we, we, they actually don't have that in Quebec. It's of course banned. not. <laughs> it's been banned. Of course. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I would say for the consumer, a little dirty little secret. So um, you are going to get the best value um, if you buy a bottle. Yeah, so so that was my like segue. I I thought we should really tell people. I'm I'm I want I want people to know how to get the best value when Mm -hmm. they go to a restaurant. And my first opinion is bring your own. Mm. You know what? Bring what you want to drink. If you bring your own bottle, in most in Saskatchewan, in in, in, in a a regular restaurant. So I brought a I brought a wine to the keg last night. Oh yeah, for dinner, and I brought my own wine. And their their corkage fee was twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. right? Which if you let, let's say an, like let's say it's let's go with a three time markup, just yeah. to make it easy. Okay. So the twenty five dollar bottle of wine uh, that you buy is going to be seventy five bucks at the keg, right? Mm-hmm. So 
if your most expensive bottle is $50 or, or, or $75 or, or sorry, $50, you're yeah. going to make a two time markup anytime someone brings wine, whether yeah. it's 10 bucks or a hundred bucks. Right. But you don't have to like, if you're only doing a bring your own wine place, nobody's taking care of the seller. You don't got it. Like there's a lot of oh, less work to the do. restaurant saves a bunch of money. The restaurant saves a bunch of money. Um, and the client can essentially save money. Like if I'm going to bring a, a $50 bottle of wine, well, that would be $150 in my restaurant, let's say for fun or a yeah. hundred bucks. Well, now it's cost me $50 plus 75. So now you're only at 75 bucks. 75 bucks. But the restaurant didn't have to, they didn't have to do, do anything. shit. Yeah. So you're making 25 bucks. I'm air quoting for nothing. And you're going to be happy mm-hmm. because you know, you like it. You fucking bought it. But I'll tell you what though. In a in a in a, like, a regular city that has wine that I would want to drink on wine lists, I'm happy to go to the restaurant and pay the restaurant price. That's only because you want to support the restaurant, correct? Right. But in terms of we're value, ta- it's, it's we're talking about value now, yeah. right? So, isn't there something to be said then for bringing wine to a restaurant that they don't have on the list? Like, okay, let's like, like most restaurants here in Regina have Apothic yeah. on the list. Am I going to go to the liquor store, buy a bottle of Apothic, then show up to the restaurant and pay corkage? It'll cost you more. It, yeah, that like that's where it'll cost you more. So it's about taking something that isn't available on the list. Right. Like if I were to bring cereal to a restaurant, it'd be worth it. Well, cause you're going to pay 20 bucks. Let's say 20 bucks at Wolf's for fun. Yeah. Let's say I bought a bottle, bottle of Song de Drac, which is well, easily how about this? the best bang for our buck. Okay. So Song de Drac costs $25 let's yeah. say, at Wolf's, right? And you come to my restaurant, I charge you $25. That's $50. Yeah. I'm going to charge you 68 for that. So yeah, you're saving Saving eighteen bucks. Eighteen dollars. But that's also a wine that you can get here at your restaurant mm-hmm. that now you're missing out. Like the the restaurant is missing out on. Correct. So we're missing out on some on some money in that sense. But he didn't have to buy it or sell it. Um. Yeah. But like, as a restaurant, if, if you're gonna do like so, and then it becomes a question of like how often is that happening? Right. Are you so like in Montreal? You have bring your own wine restaurants where they don't—they're not allowed to sell alcohol. Mm-hmm. So that now my my dish that's twenty dollars is thirty-five dollars, mm-hmm. mm, okay. right? But you can bring your own wine, and you don't have to pay corkage. No, it's free oh. corkage, right? Yeah, free corkage. Like, and yeah, that's a there's a lot of but, places that don't have like mm-hmm. even then, the concept of corkage in in Saskatchewan. Well, people don't know what it is. People don't even know what it is. Yeah. You're right. So you wanna you wanna make some bank for your buck. Just go to a restaurant, drink some wine. Mm. Yeah, this is. It's it's wild because know. like so like there's a really great um, bring your own wine. There was a place in Montreal called the Pig Ass. I bet you still open. Not Pig Ass. Big Ass. That pig, really said, it was either like Pig Ass or Big Ass. Pegasus is what Pegasus you said. I used to go there. It was actually an old. It was an old apartment that was turned into a restaurant. It was very cool. And you would go and you would get like um like let's say a you know a filet mignon with some seasonal veg and a gravy. And it was $36. And this is like 10 years ago. And it was very good, right? But it was crazy overpriced. But you could bring your own wine. Mm. And like when the food is good, especially in a city like Montreal, um, you'll, like you bring baller wine with you. Right? Right. So well, like, you also have access to baller <clears throat> wine correct. retail. Correct. That's the other thing here is that in Saskatchewan, it's not like I can go to the SLGA and find and wine. pick up a Domain Reichardt exactly. Lodge. Like I'm. Well, that's you, that's only, that. only, they only have an Esther Hazy coming soon to Esther Hazy. But like that—that's part of the reason. So I think maybe then it, then it's city specific. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally. I, I do think it's but city. Spe- I think city specific. Getting a bit off topic for value, right? Best bang for your buck. Bring your own, depending on the price point. Yep. Right. If you're under twenty five bucks, it's not worth it. Right. You end up paying more. So whatever the cork, so the corkage is fifty dollars. Then you have to bring a wine that is fifty dollars. Depending on the wine list, right? No, well, I'm saying like, look, look. So, okay, you go to a restaurant, the cork is twenty five bucks, right? And you pay ten dollars for a bottle of wine, right? Cost thirty five dollars. Would it cost me thirty five dollars to buy it at that restaurant? It would cost you forty bucks. So I would well, say no, 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 no. It would cost you. It would probably cost about the same price. Oh, okay, okay. Let's say or thirty so, bucks. Let's okay, say. so if I wanted to bring my own hot sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get a holster from Warner Construction. That, that. <laughs> We're going to start recommending corkage for hot sauce. You want to bring your own hot sauce? Bring no your own problem. Hot sauce. Yeah. Five dollars. Six? No, six fifty. <laughs> and then I'm going to start bringing my own salt. Six? No. <laughs> you know what I do? I would do. It's, it's ca- six fifty, and it's cash only. Cash only. Six fifty. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't open it. Six fifty one. No rounding. You have to bring a penny. That's right. Okay. Um, but I will say this. Anyways. Yeah. Um, for us. Because our markup is is lower than I'd say the average person on a bottle, we and we serve mostly wine by the glass here. Well, in Homestead, I think it doesn't make sense because I, you can't get this shit anywhere else. Yeah, unless you, you really wanted to drink a pot. Now, then, now we're talking then, about gas with brochettes. No, then it goes back to purpose. Because okay, fine. So you can come to Homestead and you can get better value if you buy a bottle of wine. But that's not the experience, and it's not. You don't sell more by the glass. We do more flights, mm-hmm. and a flight they're, like the the purpose behind the flight is that you get to try multiple different wines that also mm-hmm. pair with your food. And so, sure, I might be paying more, but it's how you value that. And Are you we, going to get the best value from a cost perspective or from an experience perspective? Because those are two different things. Right. And we, we make the best markup on, on by the glass, mm-hmm. like a three-ounce glass. I mean, everybody makes. But I'm talking yeah. about it from a consumer perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, so why am I going to Homestead? I'm not paying, going to Homestead to have the cheapest Leah, bill. Yeah, you're paying, you're paying a premium to have Leah tell you about the wine when right. you get here. Right. For us to so, pair the food. So yeah, full transparency. You order a bottle of wine, less markup. Less markup, no problem. And I'm fucking. You can. But you only get to drink one wine. You get the flight. Yeah. Right. Five wines. And if you want it, you can ask me. If but, you come to Homestead, I will tell you how much I pay for that bottle of wine. One hundred percent. Yeah. I don't give a shit. And and I think that's like the human nature thing, right? Like, if I'm going to give you the ability to try four or five wines versus one bottle. Everyone is always going to pick a flight regardless of if they know. Well, mm-hmm. and it, it would be silly not to because even if the actual markup is higher, I don't actually have to go to the liquor store and buy five bottles of wine to taste. Right, right. Yeah. So, so I'm probably oh, saving, I, yeah. saving so, money long term. So mm-hmm. I have spent $50 on yeah. one ounce of Macallan 25. Yeah. You got hose, bro. Just kidding. It's fucking It's delicious. a $2,500 bottle. I know, yeah. Yeah. Well, people here have spent $80 on a three-ounce glass of wine. Yes. 100%. Right. Because I'm not going to go I, and, and buy that bottle, but I want the opportunity to taste that. That's another thing, right, in terms of the value. Yeah. Are you going to spend, you want to try the wine. Are you going to spend $400 or are you going to spend 85 on a glass? Yeah. Right. What's the better value there? What if you really like it is the problem? <laughs> then you, then you go like, buy it and I'll give you cork. <laughs> And, and for us here too, we don't we don't actually charge corkage. Um, you just gotta let Josh try some. That the, the staff, not just me. <laughs> but someone did try to come here. Um, so when they call it, oh, do you guys do corkage? I said, yeah, for sure. Like for a sure. special bottle sure. or something cool you want to bring in? You know, no problem. We'll open it for you. We only ask that you like maybe give a little taste to the staff if it's something special. 
And the guy's like, yeah. He's like, I'm like, I'm like there's no, no charge. No charge. Chateau Mouton, no. Mouton Russia. Guy rolls up with Cassiero del Diablo. <gasps> and I'm like, oh, was that the wine you're talking about? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, so Corkage for that is $100. Yeah. And he was like, what? I'm like, do you think that I'm going to allow you to come into my wine bar where we spend so much time curating the list and importing it to save fucking $10 to drink dog shit? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm not you want to drink that? It's 100 bucks. No problem. Yeah. I'll open it. And what, what I'll happened? I'll decant it. He put it back in his bag. You, you should have yeah. been, been like, uh, how much? How much did you buy that for? That probably be seventeen dollars. Yeah, and then you should have been like, here's twenty bucks. Now I'm gonna get you some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm gonna I'll buy this off. You. Buy it off <laughs> yeah. of you, and then I'll. And then I'm gonna throw it, it it throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Watch this. I mean, okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> then I'll charge it back to you, though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So. But the, so it is better to buy a bottle than buy a glass. You're going to get if, more value. If financially, yes. Financial value. Financial if we're just value. talking about dollars and, and that's cents. where yes. Mm-hmm. But right. is that why people go to restaurants? Oh yes, some people. People, some people. go to restaurants to count dollars and cents. Some people then don't some, eat some out. Some people do that. Eat everywhere. at home. I know one go of my friends. One of my friends <laughs> and buy your groceries and cook for yourself. If you yeah. care about how much your dinner costs. Then don't go to a restaurant. Whoa, that's that's. I'm not joking. That's like, a little <laughs> far out there because I do think there are people that that want the experience of a night out but can't mm-hmm. afford it. Okay. Yeah, and, and, there, and there's there's places for that. I mean, and then there's other places that aren't for that. Yeah. If you're gonna come out and like. Here's the be thing. willing to spend a thousand dollars? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about I'm that. I'm talking like, like, oh, like I really want to try this twelve dollar glass, but I, I can't. I'll get the ten dollar glass. Like, no, 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 no. Like, if you're going out for dinner, right? Like, go out. Like, if you're going to a nice restaurant, right? Go for the experience, and you and you have them. Like, if you're on a crazy fixed budget where it's two dollars a glass is is difference. I mean, that's a different story. I'm talking about. An average person who has some disposable income going out for dinner—the difference of a hundred dollars versus one hundred twenty dollars for dinner—you're mm. you're missing out if you're if you you're, are. Yeah. And I and I don't mean that like so when I'm talking about that, you're if you're going to a restaurant to get the best value for food and alcohol for dinner, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen financially. Financially, yeah. right? Okay. So. It's like, so it's, it's, like, it's not that you don't want the experience, but if you're <clears throat> so, but in that case, your argument is that you're going out for the experience. Well, so, so I, then what value do you place on the experience? Because then that determines what restaurant you're going to go to. Well, I had friends that came here, yeah, and they really enjoyed it, yeah, and they're cheap asses, yeah, and they won't listen to this podcast, name and name even them. if they name do, them. yeah, drop their names. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that guy. He was an asshole. Just kidding, Robert. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. He bought a bottle of wine. I know. Him. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but he's a cheap ass, and he knows it. He's totally mm-hmm. down yeah. with it. I'm pretty sure the only wine they got one flight between two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they walked out of here with a bottle of Azmut uh, Cava, and then, yeah. But they're totally turned on that stuff now. Yeah. Good. And that's the thing but, too. Like, but that's th- the cheap there's, stuff. There's a value. And an experience. That's a that's a hack. Split a flight. Split a flight. That's don't a, split a flight. Don't. Why not? Don't. What? But if you're not a big drinker, you're gonna get why not the value financially, and you're gonna get the experience. Why not split you're a flight? Right. Okay, here's that's a, why. That's a homestead hack. Here's why you don't split. <laughs> Please a flight don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't come here. I'm gonna so, start doing it. Uh, it's completely selfish of me. But here's here's my challenge with that. You're gonna split a flight. 
splitting a flight means you get an ounce of wine each. You get an ounce and a half, but I mean, a half an ounce, I could be off pouring. I'll split so two you flights. Either get like what? <laughs> For me, it's like get so, ten wines according to you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Like, sure, get a thirty-five dollar flight and a fifty-five dollar flight. Don't know. Anyways, <laughs> that's the best way to experience it. <laughs> that is because then you do get ten different wines, that's but right. you can't mm-hmm. split it. Um, but selfishly, like I'm pouring an ounce and a half and then you're going to drink it before your food arrives and I'm going to feel bad that you don't have wine. Mm. So I'm going to top you up and you're actually going to get two, you actually are going to get two flights of wine. Only now Homestead is losing money because we want to make sure you have the best experience Mm. possible. So either if you are sharing a flight, no problem. Leave your wine in your glass until the food arrives Mm -hmm. because that's the intent of it. And that's the other issue. If you go to a restaurant of our caliber you're only worried about getting the best financial deal sometimes and that's a perfect situation you're not going to get the experience and then you're like it wasn't that good but you didn't fucking let us do our job right mm-hmm. you go you go to la bernadette and you order a coke and a salad and you're gonna go that wasn't that good well of course not you had a fucking coke i bet you the salad was the best salad of your life and the coke was probably perfectly chilled and they served it in those rito <laughs> coke glasses <laughs> but you still you still went to la bernadette and didn't go to La Bernadette. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, not mm-hmm. that I'm comparing homes to La Bernadette, but mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, we have a certain level of quality here and a certain experience that we can give. If the client does not allow us to do that, then that hinders their experience. And, and maybe a, some people don't want that experience, and that's okay. It's not mm-hmm. saying that that experience so is where, for everybody. Yeah, I was going to say, but where, so where does that experience lie then? Like, does it lie at the bottom rung? Like, is that where you're pricing the experience? It depends on the restaurant. So, like, for instance, a, a great example is Alinea. You cannot have, you can't you go can't, in there. You can't not have the experience because you're buying a ticket. Yeah. Everyone's getting the same thing. Right, Once exactly. you get in, yeah. you can you can buy a $10,000 bottle of wine. You can spend more. Right? You can spend more. But everyone's going to have that food and There's service. There's a base-level experience. Base level. Right. I agree. <clears throat> Whereas here, you could come in and you could order a Coke and we're going to go, sorry, we don't have any Coke. And then you're going to be mad. And then you're going to say, can I have ice in my water? And I'm like, no, I don't have any ice. No, I do have ice, but I charge $10 for it. (laughs) Right? And then you're going to have, like, all get the bread and butter, and it's going to be delicious. Saltine bakery bread, in-house compound butter, delicious. And then you're going to be like, how's that wine bar? I'd be like, oh, wasn't that good? Like, uh, you know, I only had bread. Right? So, like, in your mind, you're telling people you didn't have a good time. Mm -hmm. But you didn't allow us to do our job. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to spend a million bucks to do that here. Right, but so that's what that was my question though. So So where does that lie for for most restaurants? Like Alinea, like you picked possibly (laughs) one of the best restaurants in the world. Correct. Maybe number two. No, not not three. Top ten. Then then be an be an educated consumer and understand what the restaurant is trying to deliver. Isn't that what the restaurant's job is though? Is to educate the consumer. I think we do a great job out here. I do think, uh, I'm not I, saying I you do don't, too. I'm just But I, I think it's also transparency in terms mm-hmm. of, so I've never been to a place before. I want to go to the website and find out what it's about, or I want to talk to somebody who's yeah. been there yeah. and hear about it because Homestead in particular, you can come for one plate and a glass of wine mm-hmm. and guaranteed it will be cheaper than any, like it'll be cheaper than Earl's. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, nowadays, and, yeah. it, and it'll be better. <laughs> Yeah. Right. So if that's but, and, and that can happen here. But if you also want to come and you want to have all the dishes on the menu and do a wine flight, mm-hmm. that will still be a good experience. But I think it's about the intent of the restaurant. Like, what's the restaurant being built for? If I want to go for cheap pizza and a cold beer. Right. Where's the best place to go do that? Right. And but that, that's what, that, but that's what I'm talking does that about. Exist in no, it doesn't. I know. <laughs> Fuck. 
If I want to go for an amazing Italian I, meal. I would even go for expensive beer and cold pizza. That doesn't exist. Whoa. We should make that rest just cold it's pizza. Just cold pizza and wildly expensive beer. No, 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 no. Cold Isn't that pizza. Dairy Queen? Only Dairy Queen doesn't have the beer. Cold pizza, warm beer. <laughs> That's the restaurant. Cold pizza, That's warm beer. That's the concept. Beer. Cold pizza, warm beer. Who's in? Who's in? I'm in. That's Anyways. where you can go and try and get try and jukes the system a little bit. But there's no jukes in the system because that place shows you exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. My restaurant says Barabe on the sign. When people come in and they're like, can I get a Coors Light? I'm like, um, wine bar. Wine bar. Right. Wine, I know it's French. What? And they're like, what? Do you know, what's, what's Barvine? That? You might know this. There's a, there's a really famous uh, Barvarian. There's a, <laughs> Barbarian. Really, there's a really famous uh, uh, craft beer bar in San Francisco. Right, yeah, yeah. They have like 2,000 beers. Yeah, yeah. Like, And they have like 150 beers I know on exactly, tap, right? Yeah. I don't and know what camera it's called. On their list, they have Coors Light. It's twenty five hundred dollars a bottle. Yeah, it's real fucking expensive. So if you go into the if you go into their bar, and like this is like the most this is like this is like um like uh, bar brutal in Spain that for is natural wine. Amazing. Like they have like if you can't find a beer that you like in here, you are fucked. Right. right. Like you're crazy. So you go in and you're like, I'll say Coors Light, and people are like, Well, what do you like to drink? Like, let us educate you and help you. No, 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 no man, it's gonna be Coors Light. Have you looked at the menu, sir? I, give me a Coors Light. No problem. It's $2,500. Fuck you. Right? Let us do our job. Why don't, I, why don't we do that? I love I want to put Apothic on the menu for $600. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. $100 a glass. 100 bucks a glass. And we only have one bottle, though. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. And it no, sits we're right stocked, there. We're stocked up. I bet we're you, stocked up. I bet you it would last 10 days open. Oh, yeah. Longer. <laughs> How long does port last open? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was, this was fun. Was this was a good you, one? You, yeah. She's pulling it. She's this, pulling the I know. She, she allowed it to go over. I so did. I'm pretty happy about it. We do, let's do one more shooty to celebrate our... What are we our, celebrating? Our, our trifecta. Oh. Just us? Well, we, we all got it right. Flower day. It's f- oh, it's I see. I Le see. fleur day. Okay. Oh. I'm still drowning my sorrows because the halves lost. Oh, I was gonna. No, I was gonna not. bring that up at the Fuck beginning. You, I was, no, Fuck you, Nikita Kucherov. Fuck you, Nikita Bring that up. I, I'm so sorry for your loss, Josh. I'm sorry for patronizing hey, you for hey, three episodes the, about the house. The other, the other way to look at that, and Greg brought it up today. He's like, Tampa's actually had a pretty good year. They won the Super Bowl. Now they won the Stanley yeah. Cup. They're not doing too bad in baseball. Like, let's celebrate Tampa. Who's who's the baseball? I will team? celebrate Tampa. I think they're that they were the team they deserved Mavericks? to win. I don't. Tampa know. Bay Rays. I think. Oh, the Rays. Devil Rays. No, that's Jeter's. That's Jeter's team, isn't it? I think Derek Jeter's the. Owner. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Well, che- cheers to Tampa Bay and cheers to us for getting our biodynamic calendar challenge game right. Cheers, Derek cheers. Jeter. <laughs> you guys. Um, final segment of the podcast. Mm. Sponsored Let's, by Funtime Heat Sauce. Yeah, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to <laughs> oh, like water construction water sponsors construction. the Jameson Challenge. Yeah. Don't worry, I had a new and I had a new segment that I think we should do, which is like wine news. Oh sure. <clears throat> but we're Ooh, not doing but it. But not not today. That we'll sponsor that by Funtime. Oh, you can't drop that on me and then not say it. Nope. Yeah. Is Sorry. it about is it about Russia and champagne? <laughs> Shut up. Don't sound like the KGB. I did all of my research too. That's fine. We'll do, we'll do it next. We'll do it tomorrow. I found the Russian champagne house in Crimea. Okay, next time. It's Ukrainian. Look, we have Crimea 20 River. seconds. We have 20 seconds or I'm going to have a panic attack. Okay, oh. Josh, Ooh. how many days of the week would you drink 
the Pusa Libre. Six. 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 I love this wine. Fucking Monica did. Six. Six. (laughs) No? Friends reference? Really? Which one? That's where she's talking about all the different sex positions. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. No, it's not sex positions. It's, it's, isn't it like the like the the, the, four, the pleasure areas? Four, the four, six, the pleasure areas. Seven. <laughs> That's what it is. Seven. 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 <laughs> and then, I think you this. I thought it was six. It was seven. Yeah, yeah it was seven. It was seven. Okay. <laughs> so you're going seven then. I'm sorry. You're going seven. I would drink. The, I would drink this six days for sure. Yeah. Sorry. I'd like to make a cheers because I too would also go six. Oh, Man, we are on a fucking, fucking ball today. Fucking roll. Yeah. With these last two wines. This is this is a good day. Thanks everyone. Thank you everybody. This has been Mirror Wine presents Van Capitan with Josh, Bryce, Leah, sponsored by Water Construction. Fun time heat sauce. Go check them out online. On the on the line. On the webs. We will. I better check and make sure. And I was not. We will see you guys next week. I'm kind of a big deal. That was the Mirror Wine podcast with Josh, Bryce, and Leah. Want to learn more about natural wine? Find us on the internet at mirrorwine.ca or on any social media platform. Thanks for listening. Your TikToks in the last two days, and they're—it's all hot dog content.